It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Colorado head coach Deion Sanders is calling his shot for the college football playoff. And I'm going to talk about that and more in today's episode of Locked On Buffs. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Bus. I am your host, Kevin Borber. Today's episode of Locked on Bus is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. We also are brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day for free and available wherever you may get your podcast. We're talking about Colorado football. We're talking about Coach Prime. He's talking about the college football playoff in 2024. So, as you guys know, he made an appearance on Undisputed, which is Skip Bayless's uh, show on FS1, and he did not hold back. Uh, he said, and I quote, that he thinks that, well, I'll quote it real quick, but let me give you some context. He thinks that Colorado can make it to the playoff. When he was asked about it, he said, yeah, most definitely. I believe last year we were seven points away from seven to eight more wins. We just didn't know how to win. We got our butts kicked twice. Several of the home games we could have won, or several of those games we could have won. We could have definitely made it been a bowl team. We made noise, but now we're going to make some sounds. And I like his optimism. I like what he has to say here. I think if there would be a year for Colorado to kind of sneak into the playoff, maybe it'd be this year. Uh, they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They have a um, really improved offense line. They have an improved defense line. Uh, they have skill position players that are really good at wide receiver and running back room is looking pretty solid. So if they were to kind of stay unscathed and at least contend in the big 12, there's always a chance if you win your conference, but for him to say, definitely that's the word that stands out to me. Cause it's like, are they definitely going to contend? I'll give you three reasons why they could and three reasons why they won't or couldn't, excuse me, three reasons why they will. Their offense line improved. I think that is the biggest key to whatever Colorado does this next season. If they make a bowl game, if they contend in the Big 12, it'll be because the offense line is better. The offense line last year was so terrible that they it honestly cost them a few games. It really did. Uh, secondly, the defense line is bigger and more physical. Colorado was weak in the trenches. They had no chance of keeping up with physical teams as we saw against Oregon, uh, as we saw even against USC uh, in the early part of the game. They were just outmanned and out physical. And then third, third number three they bolstered their roster in a way that they didn't last year last season they were taken in it seems like any person who had interest in colorado and playing for coach prime is on that roster this season and he said it in the last episode of the documentary the last moments of the documentary too he was like you know what i'm gonna do this year that's different than last year when we go to the portal is i'm gonna get guys that played guys that played because honestly bringing in Guys from big schools that didn't play, there's a reason they didn't play at their other school. It's not to say that they don't have experience or they don't, or it's not to say not the experience. They don't have experience, obviously. It's not to say that they don't have a higher ceiling or they can improve or maybe they just need a chance. But again, you're relying on guys who've never played or have never had big roles to come in and be the leader on your team. And that's just not a recipe for success. Now, the reasons they won't succeed or they couldn't succeed, this isn't me saying they won't succeed, but if Colorado doesn't make the playoff or contend for anything, they don't have a balanced offense. I think realistically last year they won four games 
and that was great. They didn't have a rushing attack that was useful enough to help them uh, stay in games. That Stanford game, if they were able to run the ball effectively, because Stanford's run defense was not special by any means, Colorado probably could have won that game. They couldn't run the ball, and then they ended up blowing a 29-point lead. Same thing against Oregon State. They run the ball uh, effectively to end that first half uh, rather than throwing the ball uh, with their backs against their own goal line. Maybe things go different. They just run the ball, get a few chunks, and then then throw the ball. Maybe things go different. So if they don't have a balanced offense again, I think teams will really key in on Shador Sanders again. I think teams will figure out a way to kind of make him take the throws underneath and kind of just take away all the big plays, which is really what Colorado was operating on last season. Now that's up to Pat Sherman to figure out. Uh, second, their defensive line isn't physical enough, or their front. We'll say the front seven. They obviously, like I said, improve the defense line, but the Big Twelve has some really good running backs. They have a good running back at Kansas and Devin Neal. Uh, Taj Brooks at Texas Tech is really good. Ollie Gordon at Oklahoma State's really good. Uh, he's not a running back, but Avery Johnson at Kansas State really good. Utah has a trio, if not a a quartet of running backs that are really good. And so if Colorado is unable to stay physical enough in the trenches, in that front seven, slow down the run, teams will just run all over them. And they'll kind of play that game where you kind of keep the ball out of their hands because it's like, okay, we know that your offense can score at will. So we're just going to have the ball for 10 minutes at a time or seven minutes at a time. So good luck. And then third, if they're not disciplined again, this team has no chance at doing anything. Realistically, I don't want to say discipline hurt them last season, but it did. Like it wasn't the reason between them not being a bowl team and um, like whatever they finished four and eight, but it hurt them. They were in games and penalties would take them out. That Stanford game, Travis Hunter had a unnecessary roughness that saved a Stanford Stanford drive that led to a Stanford touchdown. Uh, what else? There was a roughing the passer. I forget which game. I think it was uh, the Nebraska game or the TCU game. Uh, by Arden Walker that really let the other team come back into that really gave the other team another chance to score. Uh, There was the illegal substitution penalties on defense. There was um, pushing players out of bounds offsides, uh, pushing players out of bounds when they're already basically out of bounds. There was just so many disciplinary issues where it was like, what are we doing? We are taking ourselves out of the game and they had no really sense of self growth, the growth, excuse me. It was kind of like an ongoing thing that they just could not overcome. And so I really am not sure what, like if they, if they expect to contend, I can't, I can't imagine that they're going to be as, as penalized as they were last year. They were one of the most penalized teams in the country. And I think that's a huge difference among other things and them being a contender and not being a contender. So coach prime is calling for a playoff. I think if they make the playoff, a lot of things go right. They're improved on the offensive defensive line. Uh, and they have a balanced offense. If things don't go right, their front seven on defense is not where it needs to be. They're not disciplined, and then they can't stop the run. It's just one of those things where they need to be able to slow down other teams' rushing attack. They do. They really do. And then also, gotta be disciplined. You can't. You can't just go around getting unnecessary roughness, unnecessary roughness penalties all the time and expect to win. Now, obviously, there's a lot of things that go into winning and losing, and one of those things is their schedule. And Coach Prime is talking about one team in particular that he doesn't want anyone to sleep on when Colorado opens the season next year. This episode of Locked on Buffs is brought to you by our sponsors over at FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. That could be pizza, some wings, you got 
a nice TV, a big TV, surround sound, so that way you could see the game, you could hear all the commercials, and you could just have a blast. FanDuel is also, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three, even if your team's not in the Super Bowl. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Bus. I appreciate you guys for tuning in, making me your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure to like, subscribe, follow. Give me those five stars. I appreciate you guys. That subscriber count is going up. Don't sleep on North Dakota State. That's what Coach Prime is telling us all to do. And he's telling us to respect uh, quite a few opponents for Colorado. And realistically, I said this yesterday, and I wanted to kind of discuss this in depth some more. I think Colorado, their schedule, while it has some difficult stretches, I think it sets them up to build some confidence, but it also sets them up to kind of be tested early, which is a good thing and a bad thing, because obviously if you win those tests and you succeed, pass those tests, great. Uh, if you don't, not so great. Colorado opens a season against North Dakota State. And if you guys aren't familiar with North Dakota State, they are essentially the Alabama of the FCS level. They've won nine titles since 2011. They've taken down Power 5 teams in many years. Like, they've beaten Power 5 teams, whether it be Kansas, Kansas State. I think one time they got Iowa State. So it's one of those things where if you are a a doubter of North Dakota State because they're at the FCS level, you may be caught by surprise. Not to mention... Colorado is currently favored, but not by a lot. Usually when Colorado or any Power 5 team plays against FCS team, uh, the minimum kind of point spread is about 12 to 15. Uh, North Dakota State or Colorado is currently favored by 8.5, according to those at FanDuel. So look out for the Bison. Um, I think a lot of people, and this is me saying, just if we're not clear, Colorado season can start off with a automatic face plant if they do not get physical, if they do not kind of move past those slow, um, kind of that slow start, Kate, or slow start ability, um, slow start ISIS, or not ISIS, um, slow start whatever, you know, the whenever you're sick, the illness, if when teams kind of get off to the season and they're like, itis, that's what I was looking for, slow start itis. Um, Teams get off to a slow start because it's like, ah, it's the first game of the year. It's North Dakota State. We're fine. Or we know we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get better. If you do not start strong against North Dakota State, you will have an 0-1 record. And you will be the laughing stock of college football within five minutes. That's just how it is. If you're, when you're a college or when you're a coach prime coach team and you have a chance to give people an opportunity to criticize you and give you a chance to kind of come at you and mock you and you you basically hand them that chance. This would be that chance. Now, obviously, this isn't anything against North Dakota State, but Colorado should be able to beat them. 
On the other hand, I look at that game and I think how they start that game will dictate how they start the season because I won't say they have a tough stretch to open the year. I think they have a interesting stretch that they should be able to manage, but if they don't manage it, obviously it will um, things to get out of hand quickly, but I think they should set if they have any chance of doing anything next season, they set a precedent against North Dakota state. They make a statement win somewhat big. Obviously that's, it's not really up to them. It's they have to play well and they have to do well. They set a state, make a statement against North Dakota state play at Nebraska at Colorado state, then Baylor, then at UCF. They need to win those first five games because realistically after that, they have a tough stretch and starting off against North Dakota gives them an opportunity to kind of build that momentum against Nebraska. They beat Nebraska last year pretty handily. Nebraska's going to be a much better team this year, but they have that experience of against that Nebraska team in that rivalry. They come up, if they beat North Dakota State, that's a bigger confidence boost than people realize because North Dakota State is as sound as they come. Uh, realistically, they are just always good. And it's okay for people to be like, oh, it's just an SES team. Like you're supposed to beat them. And they're right. But if you lose to them, then what does that do? Uh, for you like what does that what does that do for your season because it's like oh no what what are we doing like how are we going to be able to bounce back from this like their, their past few seasons they were in 2021 14 and 1 2019 16 and 0 2018 15 and 0 they're good pretty much every year it's not just it's just not like normal for them to not be good like they are one of the best programs in college football and whether people know about them or not you will because obviously that's going to be a highly anticipated game a highly watched game so don't get caught slack and coach prime is well aware of what north dakota state could do to his season their season um he said don't estimate underestimate north dakota state those guys could come in and play and they can play he said nebraska's that's going to be a good one too they have a wonderful coach in matt rule Colorado state i wish we could start off with that one at ucf that means we're going to the crib that means we're going to the crib we're probably about have about 25 kids on the team. When I'm looking at these schools, I'm looking at their coaches. They're well coached. These teams are well coached, and I'm excited about it. I cannot wait to really get into the Big 12 and do what we do. I'm just happy that we are a part of it. The timing is impeccable. The conference is impeccable. I think their early start or their early season schedule gives them a chance to start off 5 0. But if things don't go right in that North Dakota State game, that will tell you kind of how this Colorado team will be the rest of the year. Now, you're probably like, that's an overreaction. It's really not. They know they need to handle business in week one. If they kind of dilly-dally or they make it harder than they look, harder than it should be, they'll win more games. I'm not saying that they're going to go winless the rest of the season, but that will set the tone for their season. And you may disagree with that, and that's fine. I think kind of making that first impression is the mo- the best impression or the most important impression. So if they are unable to make that that good first impression, it could be a tough season for the Colorado Buffaloes. This episode of Locked on Bus is also brought to you by our sponsors over at Jace Medical. I know, I know, we come to talk sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone in my family or someone in your family got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, or sinusites, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and 
your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get $20 off your order. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back to Locked on Buffs. I appreciate you guys for tuning in, making me your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow all that jazz. So we talked about how important that first week um, is for Colorado. Now, some people are like, you can't base the whole season off the first week. And you're absolutely right. I'm not basing it off the first week, but it can set the tone uh, because I think Colorado is in prove it now mode. When your coach is calling for a playoff appearance, you cannot get off to slow starts. You cannot lose your first three games or whatever it may be. Otherwise, things may get a little dicey in Boulder. Um, let me just say that. But in terms of Colorado's schedule, I personally think that it's set up for them to get hot. And I think that's a win. But I also think it is they have a tough stretch to finish the season, which is why I'm putting so much emphasis on, let's see, what date? what dates are those? I'm putting a lot of emphasis on August 31st through September 28th because come October 12th, it is going to be a gauntlet. And I think their schedule sets them up to get hot. Otherwise, if, if they don't start hot, it'll be a repeat of last year. And let me tell you why. This is what I'm calling the stretch of death. Uh, if you guys are familiar with kind of like European soccer, when they do group stage and stuff, there's always a group death where it's like that group is insane. Colorado is viewed as having one of the tougher schedules in the Big 12. And I think it's strictly because of this stretch right here. So they go their first five games, which I personally, if I had to do a prediction right now, I think they should go 5-0 and in those games. They get a bye week October 5th. October 12th, they host Kansas State, which is their homecoming. Tough one to, hold, to have for homecoming. Kansas State's probably going to be a ranked team. Avery Johnson, a really good quarterback. Uh, ran Will Howard out of town. It is what it is. Then they play at Arizona. Obviously, like I said yesterday, the nice thing about their schedule is they don't have any back-to-back road games uh, in conference play, but they still play some of the top teams. So they go, they host Kansas State. They then travel to Tucson to take on Arizona, who's going to be a really good team next year, even with the coaching changes. I feel like they kept their core players, which is exactly what they needed to do. Otherwise, things could have got a little bit more difficult. Uh, Then they host Cincinnati, which... To me, that Cincinnati game is very reminiscent of the Stanford game. And I'll tell you, the Stanford game comes in a stretch where Colorado had a couple of tough games where it's like Oregon State, UCLA, whatever it may be. And that was like a must-win game for them to kind of get to a bowl game. And obviously, they didn't win it. They blew a 29-point lead. Uh, Let's not rehash that. But they had a chance. They had a chance to win a game late in the season, kind of make a statement, build some confidence back up, and they messed that up. And then they went down the stretch and lost the rest of their games. Right before bye week, too. So I believe it was Stanford loss, bye week, sit on that loss, let that loss eat you up. So after playing two of the best teams in the Big 12, they play Cincinnati, who's probably one of the worst, if not the worst teams in the Big 12. They play them at home, should beat them. Then they have a bye week again, 
And then they go at Texas Tech, which Texas Tech is a sleeper team. I think they disappointed this past season. I think they'll be some they'll be improved next season. Then they play number 13 Utah, or at least that's what the projections are. Uh, which Utah tough team they are viewed as the favorites to win the Big 12. Then they go at Kansas, probably another top 25 team, then against Oklahoma State. Realistically, I I foresee them going about six and six or seven and five. If they don't start off five and zero, oh, like they, they need to start off five and zero. Oh. Like let's just put it that way. That'll give them their best chance to kind of go down the stretch. And I mean, you're not you're probably not going to win all those games. I it's it's a tough stretch. It's the stretch of death, as we're calling it now on Locked On Buffs. And if they are five and zero oh, and they're able to win at least one or two of those games in the stretch of death, they'll be seven and five. Not a bad record. Uh, I think the best case scenario for the stretch of death is let's see one two three four five six and zero oh, or not six and zero oh, uh, six and two seven and two. I would say eight and four kind of would be a, a really good case scenario for them. Uh, I just don't know. We don't know enough about this team and how they've come together yet to kind of make bold pro- proclamations that they could go undefeated. But I do think that stretch will kind of determine their season. I really do because for them to start off 5 and 0 that would be tremendous. They'd hands down be a top 25 team. But is that likely? I'm going to say right now, no. I until we see this team, I cannot put a stamp on them and be like they're for sure 5 and 0. Um it's the same thing with other teams. Baylor has a new offensive coordinator and Jake Spavital who's really good. Um he revamped Cal's offense this past year. If Baylor could take a step forward, that's going to be a challenging game. Nebraska is expected to have better quarterback play, which was kind of their hindrance last year. UCF has KJ Jefferson, who's one of the best quarterbacks in college football as well, or one of the one of the better ones. Are they going to be able to escape the the first five weeks undefeated? That would be great because then that makes life much easier. But realistically, I can see them going anywhere from three and two to two and three to five and zero. Oh. It's going to be a tough stretch there, and they need to start strong, like I said earlier. Otherwise. It'll be another disappointing year, and then they're going to lose Shador. They're going to lose Travis. They're going to lose Shiloh to the NFL draft. So that stretch of death is very difficult, which is why I'm putting such an emphasis in Colorado's first five weeks. If they don't do well those first five weeks, good luck the rest of the year because you're going to be playing teams that are contending for the Big 12 title and the college football playoff. And if you can't hang with them, it's going to be a long year. Now, granted, Colorado has improved all over the place, but – the schedule is definitely an interesting one. It starts off somewhat easy and only gets harder. But if any team can handle it and any coach can handle it and get them ready for that, it's going to be Coach Prime. He's going to try to get them motivated. He's going to change the culture. They have a new offensive line coach, new coordinators. It's going to be a new Colorado team. So we just have to stay patient and see what happens. But it is looking quite interesting. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Locked on Buffs on this lovely Wednesday. I hope to see you guys tomorrow. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, follow. We're nearing 5,000 subscribers. We're almost there. We're getting there. We're at like 46, uh, five, um, or 4650, maybe 4700 by the time this episode's done. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure to give me five stars on wherever you get your podcasts, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.